Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome into the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. We're not expecting that barn burner of a game last night. Minnesota and the 49ers. The Vikings end up winning. The score wasn't crazy. It was 22 to 17 was the final yeah. score. It's not like it was the score fest Perloff, but... A lot of points left on the board. I mean, Minnesota should have scored a lot more, and San Francisco gave away points, too. You're so right. Special yeah. teams not really on its P's and Q's. We had a couple turnovers, including... A fumble by Christian McCaffrey early and then two interceptions from Brock Purdy late as they were trying to come back from a one score in a in a deficit and trying to win a one score game. And it's interesting because first of all, Minnesota, now their season looks a little bit different because they just had this big now signature win. Whereas before maybe you thought they'd be sellers at the deadline or their, you know, future really at a crossroads. Well, now, you know, they're kind of back in the mix in the NFC. And then for the 49er side of things, two straight losses where they just looked very mortal. And beyond that, you know, the Brock Purdy for MVP, those people are getting a little quiet today because Brock was good through three quarters, but when things are not perfect, you saw in him trying to make a comeback on the road and he threw two picks. I mean, he mm. is he is a big reason for why they lost last night. I don't, don't agree with that. I mean, first of all, they should have been up early in the game. The first pick is not on Brock Purdy. The wide receiver didn't run the right route. He waggled. Yeah, of course Purdy's going to say that. But the wide receiver was Jennings was coming down the seam and he he faked to the left. So by the time Purdy hit the spot, he wasn't where he was supposed to be. The second one was 30 seconds left in the game. He had no timeouts. He had to hurl the ball downfield. And and the Vikings guy made a good interception. I mean, can you walk away from last night's game and say Brock Purdy's not a good NFL quarterback? Because I saw a good NFL quarterback, an efficient, accurate, playmaking, scrambling quarterback. Okay. I think everybody was on board with saying Purdy is a good quarterback. It's when Purdy got elevated to the MVP conversation is where you lost people like me. Why can't he just be good? Why can't it just be he works for this system, he's got great weapons around him, and he's facilitating it? He's not the rising tide that lifts the boats because when things got muddy or grimy, as Nick Bosa described this game as yesterday, it's not like you were getting elevated play from Purdy. Because a good quarterback on the best team in the league wins the MVP. You don't have to be great. If if they're 15-2 and two and he has the highest pass rating in the league, that puts him in a good position. He's still, now he's second behind two in pass rating. So I think having great stats on a good team 
I don't think that MVP voters ever distinguish. Like, but is that really who gets the MVP? Patrick Mahomes gets the MVP. Well, Aaron Rodgers the best gets team. the MVP. Yeah, he's our best team. Like Rodgers, the, the number one seed usually gets the MVP. No, but, but those two guys aren't good quarterbacks on good teams. They're all-time great quarterbacks. Well, Matt Ryan got an MVP. Cam Newton got an MVP. Lamar Jackson, They, I think they were, what was that record that year? 14-2. and two. I know, but who did he have around him? He wasn't yeah, on a great but his team. Num- his numbers were moderate, and he was a good quarterback on an unbeatable team. He, he didn't have his stats were not blowing anyone away. He had a lot of running touchdowns. But generally, I think if you're 14 and two, you have a great chance for your quarterback to be MVP. Right. But Purdy is not the same as what Cam Newton did that year, right? Like, he's, But he's the same as Matt Ryan in some ways. Uh, I mean, there's, there's very deep similarities. There. Okay. And Matt Ryan is an MVP, but I, I mean, that would just, it felt like an outlier season. He was a good quarterback. That's it. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying Brock Purdy is. If, I know, but they that's were the, an unbeatable that's, team. That's the one, whereas usually they're giving it to Mahomes or Rodgers or Brady or Peyton Manning. I mean, these are the guys who have who are, we think of MVP candidates. Yeah, but I think... It, Not an outlier in Matt Ryan. If if the Niners really went on a run and were 15-2 and two this year, then per, I think people are going to give Purdy a lot of credit because his numbers are super guarded. He was, even last night, he was just hitting pass after pass after pass. And you're like, how is this little guy throwing that pass? I think, you know, Aaron Rodgers usually won it, but they were 13-3. and three. That record, quarterbacks get a lot of credit and a lot of blame. I think what you're doing now is giving Purdy too much blame for last night's loss when this was a completely unexpected defensive meltdown. Well, the defense was not good, especially on third down, and perhaps there's been a little bit as chipped away at what was thought to be an unstoppable defense. I mean, they were riding super high after beating the Cowboys 42 to 10 and now back-to-back losses to a backup quarterback in Cleveland when they lost with PJ Walker and obviously that great Cleveland defense and then they lose last night with Kirk Cousins who put up a real monster game him and the connection with Jordan Addison it's like the same as like Justin Jefferson it's almost like there's no drop-off because those two were great. And, and Jordan Addison wrestling a ball away from Traverius Ward and then running it in 60 yards for a touchdown was an incredible play right before the half. Uh, I mean, what the Niners were doing on defense, I think they look back at... If for some reason this game cost them home field, they're going to look back at that play and say, what were we doing? All they had to do was stay way back, and then the Vikings were going to run out of time. It was a really indefensible mental gaffe by the coaching staff. On the defensive side. Yeah, and Steve Wilkes, like basically to do an all-out blitz in that situation made zero sense. There's no explanation for. It. I, I wonder if he talked about it after the game. There's just nothing positive could have came out of that all night long. They were sitting back in a zone, and Kirk was throwing underneath. If he had done that, the half would have been over, and the game would have been manageable. So I, I think the Niners are going to look back on this one and say we gave this game away. Let's hear from Kyle Shanahan, shall we? He talked about how the Niners had too many turnovers. Oh yeah, I was real disappointed that we couldn't get them off the field. I mean, they had one punt today. We had one punt. Um, they had one turnover. We had three turnovers. Um, so I think when both teams only punt once, uh, it looks like it's going to be a shootout. But um, you know, we ended up turning over two more times than them, and it was a five-point game. So almost as simple as that. Brock Purdy now three interceptions on the season. He had four all of last year, of course, in nine games. So. Seven games this year, three picks. I mean, this is what life is actually like in the NFL, right? I mean, I think 
it was it looked like it was kind of perfect for Purdy, and he was the perfect guy or is the perfect guy to quarterback things when things are perfect. You had no left tackle last night. You had no Debo Samuel. And what happened? It was a really, you know. I mean, he's 21 in, for 30. In the balance game. 21 for 30 for 272 yards. That's pretty, pretty good. It is, but where are the points? You know? Well, I mean, McCaffrey fumbled the 11. A field goal kicker missed it. He never got the ball back. I mean, how many drives did they have in the entire game? Basically, Minnesota controlled the entire game, and he had one punt the entire all, all, all game long. That's pretty impressive by the offense. To come away from that, if they, I'm telling you, if they get that Purdy game every week, mm-hmm. I mean, who's going to beat that team if they're play, their defense is playing a normal game? 855-212-4CBS. We've got a poll question out there, EJ. What are some early results, please? So we asked the poll question, who is to blame for this uh you know, performance last night says, who do you blame for the Niners loss? So we have Brock Purdy and we have the San Francisco defense. So 41%, almost 42% say Brock Purdy, 58% say the San Francisco defense. Okay. You're welcome to go there and vote at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter. Okay. 855-212-4CBS. We turn our attention now to the NBA, which kicks off tonight with a little Lakers, Nuggets, then you got Suns and Warriors. Perloff and I have some bold predictions for this NBA season. Let's hit it. Jam out to NBA Jam. <laughs> Seriously, we're not going to give you any NBA stuff. We're just going to listen. Oh, okay. Perloff, you go first. Okay. Uh, I will start with the Los Angeles Lakers. Austin Reeves is going to be an all-star this year. I don't know if this is a super hot take. It feels like a hot take. He averaged 17 points a game in the playoffs, 21 points per game in the West Western Conference Finals, which I got swept in. But he's going to get that international bump. Some players play on the U.S. team and take the next level. I can't believe how good Austin Reeves is, and he's so versatile. His shooting has gotten much better. You know, he came in the league and was more of an athlete slasher. Well, not athlete, but a slasher guy. Now he can do everything. I He's, he's that compliment that LeBron's been looking for. It's not a bad take. I think Reeves definitely gets the big bump because not only the international stuff, but he played so well in the playoffs last year yeah. and was on such a big stage. But the other shooting guards in the West, I'm just trying to go through... Who's going to be his competition that could keep him out of that all-star spot? Well, let's see. You got Booker for sure. Uh, Clay Thompson. Clay. Clay. Yeah. I mean, ooh, Beal's going to share a lot of ball there. Yeah. I mean, he's. I think he comes out of 17 points a game or something, which is fine. You have Anthony Edwards. Shea is Gilded. he forward or he's guard? A guard? He's a shooting guard. I, okay. Shea Gildas-Alexander. Paul George. All right, well, think uh, about that. Paul George. I mean, listen. Whoever you think the shooting guard is of the Mavericks, whether it's Luka or Kyrie. Got some injured guys. Got some injury guys on that list. Um, okay, well, you mentioned Klay Thompson, so that's going to take me to my first pick, which is Klay Thompson. This could be the last ride here and the last dance for the Warriors as we kind of know them with this championship core. I think this is the last dance here for this iteration of the Warriors. And I think that not only will Clay Thompson be on a different team next year, I think this is it for Steve Kerr. I think we're going to find out maybe it leaks out halfway through the season or after the All-Star break that Kerr is going to take a step back or that he's going to leave, probably go to the media. I think this is Steve Kerr's last season and it's going to have a last dance feel to it in Golden State. Love it. Yeah, I totally agree. 
Uh, I don't know about Kerr, but I agree that it's going to have a last dance feel. The question is, in the last dance, you have to win the title, or it's not really a last dance. Yeah, I, I think, think I think the Bulls set up last dance has to be a title. I think it's the title for them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay, next. This is one that I say all the time, but I'm actually going to double down on it. I think Devin Booker is a top three finalist for MVP. Here's my reason. Do you realize last year, the dude shot 49.4% from the field? What kind of 6'2 guard shoots 50%? That's like Michael Jordan, LeBron territory. I think the Suns are a much deeper, more balanced team. They're going to win a ton of games. He's going to have a lot of ball handling duties. So he's going to be like a point guard slash shooting guard. I think he's going to get all the credit for the Suns, who are going to have a gaudy record this year. But they say healthy for the playoffs, another issue. I think Devin Booker is going to be the Suns star and top three in the MVP race. Uh, I think Beal and Durant are going to be role players to him. Okay. Why not just win the MVP? You don't think he's going to win it? Well, there's there's a thing about numbers there. There is one ball. This is actually a lot of good teams. I, I think that would be an accomplishment. A guy like Devin Booker to get in the top three of the votes, that's a monster accomplishment. I can't do wins. I don't think, I think you're going to have to score a lot of points. Embiid won it at 33 last year. I feel like this is going to be a smaller guy here. Tatum is going to be in the mix. Luke is going to be in the mix. Devin Booker is never going to be the sole guy on this team, but I think he's just going to have a fantastic season, and the Suns are going to win a, a ton of games this year, and he'll get all the credit. I just want to say, Booker's 6'6". Six, six. He's not 6'2". Is he 6'6"? Six, six? <laughs> he's 6'6". Six, six. When he said that's why, you know, I don't know if I'm on camera. I was like, what? He's 6'6". Six, six. He's not 6'6". Six, six. Well, he might be listed at 6'6". Six, six. That dude <laughs> is a shooting guard. <laughs> he's a shooting guard. He's 6'6". Six, six. That's what most shooting guards are. Yeah. All right, give me his combine measurements. I'll, I'll get that. I get that to you. We'll find those while I give you my third take. My third take for this NBA season. Wait, my third take or my second take? My second take. I'm going against Perloff here. I think the Suns are the latest super team that's going to disappoint. I think this is way too injury prone. They had to spend and invest so much into these three guys of Booker Durant and Bradley Beal. I just, they have no depth. Traded Aiton. Yeah. I, I just do not see this super team sort of, uh, you know, going against what we've seen recently, which is super teams are just not the thing. So, yeah, I, I, I think love, they fail. I love getting rid of eight. That is such an addition by subtraction, especially defensively, because teams were pulling him outside. Now, Nurchik, how many games am I going to get out of him? If I get a lot of games out of him, then they're getting those W's. Uh, okay. Third take. Go ahead. All right. This kills me. And I don't think EJ's going to like it either. I'm telling you who's going to come out of the East. Boston Celtics. And everyone says, oh, Porzingis is going to get hurt. It's not even that. It's the rest of the team. They they have such a mix of veterans and young guys. They have a lot of depth now. My only real concern is the coach. Do we know that Joe Missoula is the real guy? Mm. I, I think Boston is setting up because every other team that's a contender has more of an implosion possibility to me. I think that Damian Lillard and Giannis, there's a lot of age on that team that can implode. The Heat have all sorts of uh, roster issues. Tyler Hero is unhappy. I feel like the Celtics are deep and talented. Uh, the coach, again, the only question, I think the Celtics are coming out of the East, not the Bucks. And I'm sorry because I love the Bucks. Man, stack team. My final prediction for this NBA season, gas up the Honda. Perloff's going to be driving to San Antonio to apologize to Victor Wembanyama. Perloff said if Wemby wins Rookie of the Year, he will drive to San Antonio, hold up a sign in French, apologizing to Wemby. That's happening. Pal. Gas up the Honda for Wembanyama? <laughs> that rhymes. Yeah. I didn't even think of it that way.
That that could that could have been the that could have been the uh, the slogan for the for the uh, Spurs last year, the tank slogan. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah the Honda for Wimbenyawa. <laughs> well, now we have it. So there that's you go. I, on some I shirts trademark or, that. I yeah. know. Not that I think a lot of people are going to try and use it elsewhere. <laughs> also, can we trademark something that has Honda in it? Uh, it's it kind of their name. Yeah. Anyway, uh, those are three NBA bold takes. And as for LeBron, the take is. Another good season from LeBron, who will never age and never, never stop Ooh, playing. Uh, I think we're going to notice it this year. We noticed it a little bit last year. You're going to see the age. There's going to be certain drives where will be like, he, I mean, first of all, well, LeBron's going to conserve his energy. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's going to be, it just becomes more and more obvious. Ooh, that's an older NBA player well, because he's LeBron. So anything that's not spectacular kind of stands out. Any step back sort of fadeaway three when he could have gone to the hoop. That's old LeBron now. But when he does go to the hoop, it looks a little slower than it used to. I mean, that's it. Of course. I mean, he is. We forget that he is a human being that at a certain point, he's going to slow down. It feels like he won't, but it has to happen. I wonder if he plays 65 games, though, to be eligible for any potential postseason awards. Just in case. <laughs> yeah, that does sound like LeBron. <laughs> I, I think that'll be really interesting to evaluate this season. We'll come in in the morning and say, like, Here's an old LeBron play. I'll show you. He'll have a yeah. he'll have a fast break, or he'll drive to the hole and he'll hit a layup instead of dunking it. I'm like a young Miami Heat LeBron throws that down so easily. I think it becomes more evident this year than even last year, and we saw a little bit of it last year. Yeah, I mean it is 21 years in. All right, do we have Devin Booker's official combine stats? Uh, I'm seeing six five. I saw six four and a half. Well, neither six, six four and a half without six, two. <laughs> But Definitely he's certainly not, not. Yeah, six six seems very aggressive for that guy. Does he look like he's six six? Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't. I, I was. I don't know. I mean, six four and a half without shoes. So I said, yeah, he's, yeah, a, so he's like, a typical shooting guard, right? But like, yeah, that's like in, he plays in shoes. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, my point was that is that has not been the MVP spot really a six four six five shooting guard. I guess Harden and Westbrook, but they it's been more the point guard or the center, right? So it's Jokic and Bead or the guy with the triple double. Uh, I think Booker is closer to that. I just am I just in love here? Is this stupid? My Devin Booker fascination? I think. Well, listen again. I'm I'm anti. I, I just don't think yeah, the super this super team's a, gonna work. I yeah. mean, wh- these super teams have not been working for a while now, and I think the more you chase it, I don't know. It just it feels like there might be other agendas at work here, and everyone's got their own agenda. And if things go wrong, do fingers start getting pointed? And I, I, I get concerned about the super teams in general. But the Suns, though, they seem to have guys who have the right personalities. Yeah, but when when the rubber meets the road type yeah. of thing, not to cliche this to death, but when things get like when things get tough, Kevin Durant doesn't get tough back. Ooh. He he's a great player, but he runs. That's and, what he does. He runs from situations that aren't perfect. And I think you, you know you mentioned that you know they have guys the right mentality, and they did make a you know that trade that brought in a bunch of new guys from yeah. Portland. Yeah. But I mean, this is a team two years in a row in a deciding game at home got smoked. Yeah. And I don't not even like oh they lost by fifteen points. I mean down by forty points. Like th- there seems to be something. I don't know if it's something in the water in Arizona <laughs> that's making them play that poorly, but. I, I do wonder if this team has a little bit of a glass jaw given what we've seen from them in the postseason. Well, it seems like Booker wears out. I mean, he's doing everything in the playoffs. He's was our, you know, He was the MVP of the playoffs through the first 10 games. Couldn't miss a shot. Yeah. 
And then he just his legs go away because he has to do too much. And honestly, when was the last time that Bradley Beal was in a meaningful postseason uh, series? Was like when John Wall was still yeah, on the team exactly. and they showed up in all black to play the Celtics or whatever that was. But that's two guys who are known as really high character, great personality guys. Devin Booker for sure. And I think everybody loves Bradley Beal. Durant, you're right. Durant's a bit of a wild card, but I think if he like part of the reason was look at the people he was surrounding himself with, Kyrie Irving and James Harden. His choice. Yeah, I'm, that's true, but he's around the opposite to Kyrie Irving and James Harden. There's none of that in Bradley Beal or Devin Booker. Coming up, we'll check in on the most interesting quarterback in the league. You're welcome to weigh in on our NBA predictions or yours or last night's Monday night football game. Vikings win over the 49ers, 855-212-4CBS. Maggie and Perloff, CBS. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Gosh, it's, I'm so excited for NBA to start tonight, but I got to tell you, those predictions we were just making, Maggie, we got to remember those because we were taking some swings there. <laughs> okay, so quick recap before we yeah. move on. Uh, I can tell you for mine, I think this is a Warriors last dance. And they're going to win the title. Win the title. And that then, wouldn't surprise me. And then Kerr retires. Okay. And Clay Thompson is probably on another team. I think that... Sun Super Team, another big failure. That one's more reasonable. Okay. And I think Perloff will be driving to San Antonio to apologize to Victor Wembanyama for not thinking he could win Rookie of the Year. I got the C's in the East. I got Devin Booker, top three MVP candidate. It's so soft that I didn't go MVP. There's no way he's winning MVP. And Austin Reeves in the All-Star game. That one I'm excited for. I, I think it's exciting that there's this, another Lakers star. We'll see it tonight. <laughs> I'm telling you, that guy can play. I'm shocked. No, he is really good. Can we check in on Aaron Rodgers, please? What the f*** is Aaron Rodgers up to today? Well, last night, technically, he was a guest on the Manning cast. Aaron Rodgers said the goal is to come back this season. I think for me, you always have to set a goal. Otherwise, you go kind of crazy. And, and so the goal is to definitely come back. Um, there's a lot of factors that go into that, but... Um, I got to you know, get to a point where I can protect myself and, and do what I do. There you go. So he's, I guess, doing this just because he needs a goal. I get it. You know, you need a carrot out there for all this rehab. I'm sure it's tedious, but he keeps raising the expectation on this. Perloff, I'm wondering if it's kind of disappointing if he doesn't make it back now this season, even though it seems impossible. You know, based on his tone there, though, he did sort of simultaneously dampen the expectations. He kind of said... Okay, I don't know if this is realistic, but I have to set this goal to motivate myself. Here's the bottom line. If the Jets are still in playoff contention, why are they going to put out a guy who just came off an Achilles tear? They have to be good enough to win with Zach Wilson. 
They can go, say, 7-5 and five with Zach Wilson. Then why would you pull him out? It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, listen, I think it's impo- It's very improbable that Rodgers would be able to come back. However, let's just play out this fantasy. Like, you saw the Jets beat the Eagles last week. Yeah. Nobody thought that Zach Wilson was the yeah. reason. So, you know, even if they're winning games, you're probably going to think, hey, this is the defense winning games. And if we could totally. just get a little upgrade at quarterback or a big upgrade at quarterback, we'd be even more dangerous. You know, Zach Wilson did use his legs to get out of some trouble and get a first down or two. I just think Aaron Rodgers would come back as a sitting duck back there. And it'd be scary, not only on a personal level, but I'm not sure the Jets are much better with a hobble there and Rodgers, who hasn't played. Yeah, the offensive line is just just bad. So there you go. That was uh, Aaron Rodgers on the Manning cast. I didn't watch the Manning cast. I just watched yeah, Rodgers, the I clip it. of it. How was it? I got stuck on there. It was great. Uh, so Clay Thompson was hysterical. He's got the driest sense of humor. Clearly loves football. They showed a clip of Draymond got to play at Michigan State Spring Day, and they were just railing on Draymond, which I enjoyed. And then Tiffany Haddish was really good, although she had everybody had tech problems last night, uh, so they came in and out. See, that's part of the reason. Like, it's such a great concept, and I love it. And I, but the tech problems, yeah. it kind of interrupts the... It's like, it's a TV production, so when yeah. the production is bad, it stinks. Rodgers had a lot of tech problems. You know, one thing that was... Real football, Rodgers and Peyton Manning are gigantic Brock Purdy fans. And they said multiple times, like, people do not understand how good he is playing NFL quarterback. And they broke it down. Maybe it's a personal thing. Maybe it's Aaron Rodgers trying to take credit for every good young quarterback. (laughs) But they said from a quarterback's eyes, like, they really, really appreciated Brock Purdy. It's funny, and they didn't talk about Kirk Cousins much. Which is weird, because on the flip side, you had Troy Aikman, who was on the broadcast last night, who was definitely being complimentary of Purdy because they had uh, shared a coach, right? Um, Purdy's high school coach was was Troy Aikman's college coach. But um, also, he he couldn't stop praising Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I mean, that's funny, because Troy can be kind of mean against quarterbacks. When things go bad, Troy will tear apart the quarterback. It's my favorite thing about him as a broadcaster. Yeah, I mean, everybody kind of kind of likes Kirk Cousins. No one loves Kirk Cousins, but everybody kind of likes He's in the friend zone of NFL quarterbacks. <laughs> right? Not like, going the distance with anybody, just uh, yeah, just yeah, yeah. the like, shirt. He's a good guy yeah. to call and talk to for a half hour on Tuesday night, and I can relate to that because that was my, <laughs> that was my zone in high school for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Bogus is here. He's got some headlines. Guys, they don't win close games this season. They usually don't win in prime time, but the Vikings did both of those things last night. Cousins on third and six. Big blitz like Pete said. So Cousins fires over the middle, and it is caught by Anderson. 2010 touchdown! That time, Jordan Addison stole it from Charvarius Ward, and it's a 60-yard touchdown. And the Vikings strike in the shadow of halftime, and they lead 16-7. The great Paul Allen on Vikings Radio. Jordan Addison winning that tug of war, then scampering six yards for six just before halftime. He also caught Kirk Cousins' other touchdown pass in a 22-17 victory. Brock Purdy, meanwhile, picked off twice late in the fourth, so his team loses for the second time in five days. We came in with the right mindset. We just got to execute better. But for me, and you know, Second one in a row hurts, obviously, but we just got to be better and um, got a big one ahead this week, too. That's against the Bengals. Oh, sorry. Um, Didn't you think in the first half when you're watching Jordan Addison and Charverius, it's like, I'm watching the next great, you know, this is like Marshawn Latimer and Mike Evans. I'm like, this is, but they don't play in the same division, so we don't get them twice a year. Trying to think of other good wide receiver corner battles. That's funny. Even last night, I asked myself, how good is Jordan Addison really? 
I didn't come away, and I know he had a huge game, but he's kind of small. Yeah. Like he, I don't know what what made him so good. I couldn't quite figure out why everybody was open on the Vikings. He must be better than I realized. Yeah, well, I think it's uh, they clearly try to go more after Ward than they do Lenore on yeah. the other side. So okay. like, they're testing him a lot more because every time someone's making a play, it's always Ward who's there trying to defend it. Feels like they're trying to. Target him a little. I mean, I know this is. I think Kirk Cousins makes receivers good, and that doesn't mean that Kirk Cousins is so good. The guy just throws this soft, catchable ball. If you're an athletic wide receiver, you he gives the receivers chance to make plays. Mm-hmm. I think he deserves credit for that. That's why he's your Olympic QB, oh, right? Yeah. That's why he's my flag, flag football. football yeah. Oh yeah. And by the <laughs> way, put Jordan Addison on that team now because he's shifty and small, but he seems like a slot guy. I, I don't understand. I don't understand the thing that happened last night. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how Kirk Cousins kept doing that. How, at a certain point, Jordan Addison, I figured they could stop him. Anyway. Uh, Broncos safety Kareem Jackson gets a four-game suspension after getting ejected from a second game this season for an illegal hit. He's also been fined four times for unnecessary roughness. The Bears say Justin Fields is doubtful for Sunday night with the Chargers because of that dislocated thumb. And the Dolphins are the pick for the in-season version of Hard Knocks. Seven games. Oh, sorry. One quick. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. Did you see, you know, the Hard Knocks reminded me of this. Did you guys see this story from the Wall Street Journal yesterday that Peyton Manning and LeBron are going to team up their production companies to do a Netflix-style show. Remember Quarterback with like Kirk yeah. Cousins, Mariota? Uh, and, no one will do now. And Patrick Mahomes, yeah, yeah, that no one will do now. They're going to do an NBA version. Point guard? I guess it's like maybe mm. jo- like falling around a young guy, like a veteran, and maybe they get a superstar. That's funny because I feel like we do get a lot of exposure to NBA players' lives through different avenues. I'm not sure. Is there a lot of mystery left with these guys? I don't know. But like the day-to-day practices, I don't know. Their family lives, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know I wanted to watch an eight-part Kirk Cousins yeah. doc, but I did. <laughs> Kirk Cousins at Barnes & Noble on a Tuesday. Yeah. Hell, they can make a documentary out of anything. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. I, I never would have thought QB, the normal quarterback, would have I mean, worked. I think this would be great because NBA players maybe more so than any other sport. I mean, these guys are kind of their own individual brands. I mean, yeah. that's why you have guys, team people who are literally fans of certain players. So if you did a, did this doc and you did put Steph Curry in this, like, you know how I many people would be invested because I'm going yeah. love Steph Curry. Like, and Steph would do it. I mean, he loves a camera. There's a gigantic I documentary on Steph already. That's the only thing I'd, I'd worry about. Steph has a, a right, he does full that, documentary on Apple. Why would... It can't be Steph Curry. Right? Right. We've but, I mean, seen enough be, Steph Curry. It could be anybody. It could be any superstar, I think. that They all have their own followings. So give me the Tatum. three levels, yeah. though. Or who would you want to see? So who's your superstar level? I mean, I think Giannis could be interesting. Yeah. Oh. You saw Giannis said that LeBron was a GOAT. Maybe he's already signed on. I think Giannis is closer to Kirk Cousins. I feel like he's going to a Barnes and Noble. <laughs> it's interesting because it's, mund- it's a little mundane with Giannis. He doesn't really go out, does he? Uh, well, I don't know, but I don't know if you're getting the guy who goes out. You know, I think you got to do Embiid because there's a lot of mystery of how that guy fills his days. Yeah, if he just sits around and plays video games. Honestly, Harden is the one. That's It'd have to be thinking. a rated R. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to get Harden. Could not possibly <laughs> sign off on it. That'd be great. It's like, where is he? Actually, they just need the documentary so the 76ers can can locate him currently. <laughs> it's a, it's a camera crew slash babysitter. How about Russell Westbrook? Aren't you guys curious what, nope. what's going on 24 hours a day oh, with man. that dude? Well, cool. I, I think that he would love to do this. Get, yeah. get change the narrative a little. Get a little. Get some people back on his side. But who would he's Mr. Family Guy? He's always wanted to tell people that hey, this is the kind of guy I am. People think I'm a bad person, but you know, he works out like a madman. Who yeah. are the mid level and lower guys? So you need a journeyman and you need a. I think you a need a Lopez guy. twin. Yeah, those guys are great personalities. They That's are a good awesome. one. That's your mid level. Who's your bottom level? Well, can we get Wemby in there? 
maybe we're following Wemby's rookie year. That'd be cool. They had Marcus Mariota on quarterback. So now you're getting Wembenyama, Steph Curry, and what James Harden. Who was the guy who was wearing the what, crazy? Dylan Brooks. Oh, him. The crazy outfit at the draft. Who's the dude who had the... Oh, uh, uh, the, Grady, Grady Dick? Yeah, Grady Dick. That guy uh, is clearly a character who loves the camera. He would be great for this. Done. Jokic. Jokic is... Yeah. Is that where you're going? Grady Dick's on the Nuggets, right? That took me no, to no, Jokic. he's on Toronto. Oh, he's on Toronto, my bad. Grady Dick is perfect. Jokic just sitting there watching horse racing on TV. That's it. That's the document. <laughs> what does Grady Dick do on a Wednesday afternoon? Uh, you got me. In Canada. Perfect choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's different up there. Uh, seven games, seven road wins. The Rangers AL champs for the first time since 2011 after running away with game seven in Houston, 11-4. They scored three in the first, four in the fourth to take control of that one. Adolis Garcia, two more homers, five more RBI. He's on a four-game homer streak, his 15 RBI, the most ever in a single series. All of that happened after the Phillies let the D-backs live for another day. Arizona, a 5-1 win. So now they play a Game 7 in Philly tonight. Our manager, our favorite manager, Tori Raruto. We earned the right to play in that game. And um, I, I'm proud of the guys for that. So I want them to enjoy it. They're excited. But at some point tonight, we're going to probably turn the page and set our sights on their starting pitcher, set our sights on what our job is, and uh, make sure we get a good night's rest. That starting pitcher is Phillies lefty Rangers Suarez. It's Brandon Fott scheduled for Arizona. By the way, if I was Merrill Kelly, I would have hit him with a garbage can after being pulled last night. That's he thought ridic- about it. Totally ridiculous. Yeah, there was a, was it me? I was liberating. There was a bad word said by the manager right there. <laughs> I think he told him, uh, yeah, to something off. Yeah. <laughs> he, that After the guy had a great game for you, that seems unfair. Counts. But I guess everyone's like, oh, I want my pitcher to get mad when he's pulled out. But I, do you want your pitcher to have a curse fight with your manager? Um, <laughs> no, but the, I, I didn't see Lavello leave that with some kind of remark over his shoulder. Yeah, like, that's what I, a, I thought I saw a curse word, but. Oh, definitely. I mean, but that's one of those things in the moment, right? And then you get over it because you won. And it, it worked for last night. I think going into Philadelphia, going into this environment, I want my pitcher to be on that kind of edge. Yeah. yeah. I, have no, I have no problem with Like, that is that is a scary place to play, knowing how that crowd's going to be. I, I, to me, he should he should be cursing at me if I'm taking the ball the way he was pitching. Yeah. I mean, I think the great pitchers act like that, right? right. I but, think so, because they, they believe in themselves over anybody. But don't forget, he let him pitch the sixth inning in game two, and that's when he gave up two more homers. Yeah. Now, he wasn't going to face Schwarber and Harvey. He just did. but And then the four bullpen guys were great. So... I'm assuming they're all good now. So this guy that's starting for the Diamondbacks, how do you say his name? Fott. Brandon Fott. He was three and nine with a five seventy two ERA, and he's starting Game Seven. This is <laughs> this is out of nowhere. This is so bizarre to well, me, and he sh- mowed the Phillies down last time. Yeah, which is again them playing chess, Diamondbacks playing checkers. They purposely didn't hit him that day, <laughs> yeah. knowing he'd be back for yes. a possible Game Seven. So now he thinks he's got their number. And tonight he is not. I have a good sponsorship for Brandon Fott. It's spelled P-F-A-A-D-T. If Travis Kelsey stops doing the Pfizer ads, Fott <laughs> P-F for Pfizer. All of a sudden he shows up with the multiple band Multiple band-aids. band-aids yeah. Jump right in there on that commercial. If he wins a World Series, why not? Because who else spells her name P-F? <laughs> Yeah, thank you. <laughs> That's a dad joke on Brandon Fott. That's really all I got out of my scouting report. <laughs> That's your baseball take for today? Uh, I, I just I think it's this Diamondback team is so random. Uh, the guy with the purple hair. I, I've watched all series, and I'm really having trouble getting getting a hold on who they are as a team. 
Because all I think about is you guys mispronouncing the manager's name. That's <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I did it once. <laughs> <laughs> I did it one time. Uh, and that was a running joke for a month. Yeah, you see the guy. I think half our audience is like, oh, there's the guy. It's what throws me off is actually the first name. It's Tori as opposed to like Terry or something. Or Tony. I keep thinking it's it's Tony. Yeah. But I know that he played in Major League Baseball. I know. I should probably know this. Tony Ruruto. Tony Ruruto. That's interesting. Tyson Badgen. A lot of people are calling Tyler Badgen. Yes. A lot of people are calling him that. I think Maria Taylor did it the other night. Yes, she did it. And I've done it too. You're right. It's okay. I mixed up Jordan Addison and. Justin oh, Jefferson earlier today. Yeah, you today. called him Jordan Jefferson. I was just creating I a super wide receiver named Jordan Jefferson. <laughs> and I've got whoever you traded for yesterday, the Eagles, Kevin, Keith. I always mess up his first name. Is it Kevin or I Kelvin? I think it's Kevin. It's not Kevin, Keith, which I always want to call him, but I think it's Kevin. It's definitely not it's Kevin. It's Kevin Bayard. For yeah. some reason, I want to call him Kelvin. Oh, I want to call him Keith Bayard. That, by the way, is well, like, that's a, like hockey. He's a right. five-time right. Pro Bowler, right? He's a you know he's a borderline Hall of Famer that no one on earth knows anything I about. I know, but now Edmonds is is gone, and he was the one who was at the Phillies game saying yeah. baseball's lit. Um, ba- with best Swift. clip. I'm sorry, he's a two t- uh, Bayard's two t- two-time All Pro. Two-time Pro Bowler. Is that the point now where when Howie Roseman calls you, you need to just hang the phone up? Yep. Because he's going to steal from you. Yeah, I know. It's funny. We came in this morning. Maggie's like, all right, well, if the Eagles get buyered, who are my bills getting? Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. Let's go. It's so funny that that's who you want is DeAndre Hopkins. Because I I thought it would be a cornerback would be the first name. that too. Yes. (laughs) Also that. Uh, Just whatever Tennessee has to give, get it. How about Daniil Hunter from the Vikings? Cool. More pass rushers? Yeah. I'm going to say no. I just don't know if they have the money to pay you seem, You seem pretty comfortable giving up the future. <laughs> sure. What future? I've seen the future. It's bleak. I've seen the future and it's a playoff disappointment. <laughs> yeah, I know how this ends. Don't and worry. she's seen the past. She needs a bright future. Yeah. <laughs> she needs a influx of Daniil Hunters. It's all bad. Uh, Giannis and the Bucks celebrating the new NBA season with a three-year extension said to be worth $186 million. He could have signed for more money and more years next offseason, but now his deal lines up with Damian Lillard's. Uh, and again, just one game on ice last night. Montreal, a 3-1 win in Buffalo. But the NHL has a gimmick going tonight. Every team is playing, starting with Capitals, Leafs at 6 Eastern, ending with Vegas, Philly at 11 I believe this is the first time every team has been in action on a weeknight. Yeah. Wow. We better get some sexual innuendo hockey highlights tomorrow, <laughs> Bogus. It's almost too much. This is, it's like the NCAA tournament. It's like a game is starting every 15 minutes, yeah. like you just said. So it's start, the first one's at 6, 6.30, 6.45, blah, blah, And they're doing a red zone type thing on some ESPN channel. Mm, okay. Tonight. While the NBA begins its season. Yeah, that's that seems odd to me. I feel like Lakers Nuggets are going to get a big Big draw tonight. Yeah, I, I yeah maybe again, baseball. Two, it's a two screen world. Your TV can be on NBA, and whatever your second screen can be on that red zone thing. Probably not a ton of way. crossover. NHL and NBA fans seem you like one or the other. No, I uh, no, I don't think so. It depends. I I'd love to know if we say there's a two screen world because like in our world yeah. you have to have two screens or maybe three. I wonder how many fans who don't work in sports actually have double screens. I'm not a lot. But it's so easy now because everything else is a second screen. You're right. Your phone, your tablet. Right, right. Like on Sundays, you can have your game on your phone, your computer, and the the four box. Although, that's been a frustrating experience because the the DirecTV 
Sunday, I'm sorry, Sunday ticket. Why yeah. am I paying for that when all the good games are blacked out because they're on national TV, Maggie? That's one part of it that's a little tough. And, you know, Monday night was good. I was so relieved last night because I could flip around. I could go to baseball to football because I was on cable, yeah. and I didn't have to get out of the Amazon app. I know. We are we're spoiled, aren't we? We're in a, we're in a different era. <laughs> Four clicks? How dare you? <laughs> I know. Meanwhile, everyone under 30 is like, uh, I've been doing that half my life. Maggie, how many sexual innuendo hockey highlights should we expect out of Bogus tomorrow? I mean, I feel like I want to watch a little just to help out. This is too much of a lift. <laughs> this is too heavy of a load. a lot load. of games, a lot of goals. Like, if we all take three games, maybe we could cover this all <laughs> as a show. I'm learning, though, there are, that there are announcers that are not going to deliver ever. Oh, uh, yeah, we got to weed dry. those out. Yeah, like the guy in Detroit, Ken Cal, yeah. long time, great voice, unique voice. He's not going to give us. Boo. No, he's just, it's not, that's not his cup of tea. <sighs> All right, he's off the list. Yeah. We need to get to the people who really know what we're trying to do here, which is sexually explicit hockey yeah. highlights. That guy in Colorado is our patron <laughs> saint. He is ready to go. Every goal is something. Meanwhile, Avs tip off at uh, 8 o'clock. Against the Islanders. Okay, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Uh, coming up, we do have the sound that you must hear before anything else today. We get to that next. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Just because the Cowboys are coming off a bye doesn't mean we're going to forget about them. Micah Parsons on his own podcast. This is courtesy of Bleacher Report. Perloff, supporting one of your theories, whether Travis Kelsey is playing better because oh. Taylor Swift is in a tent. All right, let's hear from Micah. What I'm going to tell you one thing. When there is a bad girl and she's in attendance and she's watching you, that gives you an extra boost of confidence. When you pull up to the gym and your girl's with you, I don't care who's in front of me. Like, without a doubt in my mind, Kawhi Leonard could be in front of me. I got to give him 30. I refuse to go in that car on the way home, and my girl's talking about, damn, he drops you off today, huh? Nah, that's not happening. So you know what Kelsey's doing. I know what's going on. He was already doing it, so now it's like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to do it more now. Like, it's a swagger. It's a confidence when that thing's happening. <laughs> you, uh, you are yeah. correct. I mean, I don't need Micah Parsons. The numbers... 108 yards per game when she's in attendance, 46 when she's not. Now, how he's so wide open is still the great mystery of the NFL. There's no one within 10 yards of him on any of these catches. I just love it. That's your cowboy quickie for today. (laughs) Honestly, I'll take it even further. I think Travis Kelsey is on way to his best season in his NFL career. It started off really slow. Wasn't it? I think he was out week one. Yeah, he was. But he's been... He was limping around the first three weeks. He is playing at a new level at 34. You know, it's almost LeBron-esque. The fact that he's so good at this age is incredible. And the fact that there are no wide receivers there kind of helps him. So I think Travis Kelsey, we're going to walk away and say, this was one of Travis Kelsey's, or maybe this was the best year we've ever seen him. Yeah, don't forget he got knocked out of the Vikings game and then came back to catch the touchdown. Um, Yeah, the turf knocked him out. Yep, crazy. Uh, I love the Micah Parsons, the confidence. If my girl's there, I see Kawhi in front of me. i got to give him 30. (laughs) Jordan Poole would approve of this. Yeah, right. That's the Jordan Bolt there. Well, isn't that an NBA thing where guys, I've heard a lot of guys talk about there was a woman I wanted to impress in the crowd. That's a thing, right? That's definitely a basketball thing. Yeah, it's a basketball thing. NFL, it's kind of harder to see the crowd, I would imagine. Also, what are you going to be like at the 25-yard line, 20 rows up? (laughs) It's like, at least basketball, it's like your court side. Like, I want to show off for one of the Kardashians are right there. Absolutely, exactly. And unless it's a Rams game where there's a bunch of strippers in yeah, a right. box that's 80 <laughs> yards from the field, 
uh, it's hard to see women in the crowd because usually when you look at a football game, I mean, it's not an attractive crew. <laughs> it's usually a naked guy in a barrel or some. <laughs> now, college football. Shirtless when it's 20 degrees out. Being totally shallow, and this might just be the way the camera. College football for the TV, they clearly put the. They find the tri- pretty girls. They put the pretty women yeah. at the front of a row. Or, or is that the They're TV? called the cheerleaders. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, but no. the crowd too. Yeah, the student section. Yeah, the students actually, I do, I might notice, of course, our friend Jen Sturger was famously yeah. found that way. They, It's so shallow, it's ridiculous. Yeah, they do happen to find the pretty girls. It's amazing how that keeps happening. Uh, let's get to our <laughs> shot of the day. He shoots! And the shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Shot of the day, snapshot of the show. Let's hear it. The last game I went my to watch my son's friends play, they were coaches from a team that they're playing like next weekend watching that game to like see what little Timmy's going to do on the four plays they know. Wait a minute, was that yeah. a thing when we were kids? I don't know, but yeah, I, li- I like it. I, I I like it. I like do they have a game plan and coaches meetings all week? Uh I mean they practice like 4 days a week and then play Ooh. on Sunday mornings. 4 days a week for 10 and under. Yeah. Yeah. That, Are we in Texas? What's yeah. going on here? <laughs> think, right? <laughs> Are any of these kids even have a shred of a possibility of even playing Division One? No, they're ten. I mean, some kids are fast or bigger, strong, but they're ten. A lot can a lot can change between now and uh, seven years from now. I was a future pro at nine and ten. <laughs> yes. Yeah, pre pre puberty, you could not stop Andrew Pearl. Off. <laughs> <laughs> then everyone got faster and stronger. I, I did say stop not. Andrew Pearl from what? <laughs> From scoring? Are you kidding me? I was I was a machine. I was like Gwen Benyama in the uh, YMCA league. Are you kidding? I was I was a foot taller than the guy covering me. And, Would you have uh, made the sixty five game uh, quota? <laughs> I I really I I won a bunch of regular season MVPs because that is all that matters in eight year old basketball is who's the tallest player. Yeah, if you're five ten when or five eight when you're eight, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna win. Four practices a week for a ten and under foot that seems extreme to me, right? Well, this is all about the Michigan football scandal where you had a coach who was going ahead to games to steal signs and then Bogus tells us that his ten year old under ten league coaches are going to future opponents <laughs> to try to get the plays when they only run one play. Yeah. <laughs> on one formation. I mean, and the funny thing, they have Microsoft tablets for all the players. That's weird. World's gone mad. Thank you, DJ Stewart, Pete Pilati. Thank you, Andrew Kaplan, Andrew Bogish, the widows of the coffee drinkers, to the callers. We'll see you tomorrow. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.